What's up people, welcome back to the Kickoff Sessions podcast, hosted by me, Darren Lee. And on this episode, I want to discuss the 10 business ideas to generate an income online from unskilled, which you need very little prerequisite work, to specialised and highly kind of skilled around that area. This video complements my last podcast, which was three rational reasons to start an online business, why I think 2021 and why I think now is the best time to start a side business, side gig, whatever you want to call it, especially fitting in around COVID, where the opportunities lie and where the recovery in the economy is going. Now with that, I didn't want to just say, you know, go just do random things on the internet and just make money because that's not really practical to a degree. I wanted to split the episodes up, which is why I made two of them, because people like smaller content for different kind of reasons. And in this episode, I want to talk to those 10 business ideas that I have put together, that I've really looked into. I made sure that they were profitable. I made sure that they were opportunistic. There was real kind of growth there, or there was at least some sort of um, essentially ability to get up and going. Now, yesterday's conversation touched on time horizons, capital requirements, and the economic outlook as a whole. And with that comes our business ideas for today. I'm going to start with the unskilled and work my way to the skilled and then to the specialist. I'm also going to provide all the links where I think that you can use different softwares and the best place to look. So kick off number one unskilled business idea is reselling other products. Now if you think about it before you used to have a lot of thrift shops, a lot of vintage stores, a lot of like yard sales, and kind of secondhand markets whereas now all of those are redundant they're not available because of covid but people still have stuff lying there that they want to sell they have products that they are not going to use in their house and they want to dispose of and they want to make income for but because everyone is quite busy people don't have time to be putting up these advertisements and to try sell products online my idea here is for you to resell other people's products i'm not looking at you know getting hundreds and hundreds of clients all you got to do is just start with one client. One client equals one customer. Reach out to you know a family member, a friend, someone that you know who is very, very busy, who owns a house or owns an apartment and has products that they want to sell. What I would recommend then is kicking off an eBay store. eBay is fantastic for secondhand dealings and this market has been booming recently. People have been selling their products online and trying to just make additional revenue, okay? But we don't want to sell our shit and end up with just a spoon and, and a bowl in our house. We want to keep the stuff that we have, but still make money. And with that, this idea, I would recommend reaching out to people, get one customer, list their products on your eBay store. And with the more sales you make, you can build up a customer rating, build up that review base, and then actually build out a proper store online. This model has actually been kicking off recently. It looks really, really profitable. It's very frictionless. It requires no skill whatsoever. And I think that this is a big opportunity for people to make money right now and especially down the road. One thing with this you need is good quality photos. Quality photos, if you notice yourself, really increase the engagement. They improve the overall experience of a seller. And that is the only thing that you want. So let's say if it's an electronic product, I've sold through eBay previously. And what I would use is actually their, their stock photo, oddly enough. I've sold a couple of products through there and I would initially use a stock photo. So it looks like you could say that it's secondhand and you have these stock photos. So it looks like an Amazon store. Then if it is something that's a bit big and cumbersome, I would still list it on eBay, but I would also recommend looking at other alternative websites like Done Deal and Gumtree. However, do not get burnt and get sold on both ends because if you sell a product on both ends, you're screwed. Maybe on Done Deal only have a discussion or a call option and then therefore you can sell these products. This is a very good idea and I'd recommend maybe going with a 75-25 split. So if you're selling a table for 100 quid and you're making 25 quid off it for an ad, that's a very profitable outlook. 
Business idea number two is podcast editing. Now, podcasting is literally about to take off. I'm going long as fuck on podcasting. I'm a big believer on it. To date, there's only 1 million podcasts available. Compare that to 40 to 50 million active YouTube channels. And with this comes a huge world of opportunity. Even for myself, podcasting isn't difficult. That The act of editing, the act of uploading, but it is hugely time consuming. Like I'm looking at 20 to 30 hours a week on podcasting alone, whereas I only record for a couple of hours a week, but all the other stuff, all the other mechanics. But what I'm focusing on here is editing. Editing of the actual podcast itself, is really straightforward it's super simple you listen to back to it you make sure that the two levels are pretty you know similar like my voice and my guest voice you make sure that there's no breaks some basic small things okay and this is what podcasters really are looking for they're looking for someone to step in there and offer their services to be able to do this there is two main softwares to use one is called audacity one is called GarageBand. i've included both of them in the description down below they're super simple they're super easy to use and what I would recommend here is just getting a good understanding of how they work, okay? Because podcasters, like myself, want to minimize their time actually doing all of the editing and stuff. Because unlike a YouTube video where it's short, obviously the editing is complex, but it's short in terms of duration. Podcasting is a little bit longer, so it's harder to go through it. Again, what I'd recommend here is pick one podcaster. Use someone that you know online or something. Reach out to them and say, hey, I'll, I'll work with you. I'll edit your episodes for pretty much fuck all, like 20 euro an hour or whatever you get an episode done for. And you can genuinely build this base super, super straightforward. Now, you're going to see a running team here about me reaching out to people because as a podcaster, you know, I reach out to people every single day. I don't get offended if people don't get back to me, things like this. I've just built up this kind of like approach because that's so fundamental towards podcasting. So me recommending for you to reach out to people is definitely the best approach. It's tough at first, but you know, you get your head around it, you reach out to people and you just you, know, you come across as a nice guy or a nice, a nice girl and you're like, yeah, I want to get involved. I want to edit your stuff. And again, this is a way to generate income. Podcasting is, is going to take off. It's really good. It's really early stages and this is a good opportunity. Business idea number three is a virtual assistant. Again, this complements my area in podcasting previously, but it also works for YouTubers, anyone who creates content online or anyone that has money functioning businesses or essentially just things online that they want done virtual assistant is a very basic job it's just admin tasks it could be just managing th stuff like at a very low end you know managing uploads managing your schedule making sure you've content coming around the corner very very basic things and this is what a lot of people have been really looking for i've saw lex freudman if you ever come across him he's another podcaster who's looking for a full-time a virtual assistant just to give him a hand with admin stuff and even for myself you know like when i look at this i'm looking for one for around managing my uploads i use buzzsprout which is a pretty good um tool but the time that it takes for me to like you know read through all my captions to read through all the descriptions is very time consuming and if i had a virtual assistant to just help me that would be very very helpful however for me at the moment i'm uh you know i'm not on the big podcaster books i'm still in the trenches trying to trying to find my feet and trying to just you know essentially just build a build a platform but i know that that's the next step i know that's what a lot of podcasters are thinking i know that's where people are coming in at the moment and they're trying to seize up that opportunity and that is what i'd recommend doing again just think of one person that's all you need okay and if you're looking to avail of more people think of fiverr fiverr is a freelance app that i have recommended in my last podcast that i live in and live and die by it's what i use for everything i'm going to discuss what i use it for in a while and what you can use it for 
but a virtual assistant is in high demand on Fiverr. You can put up an ad with no cost. It costs it costs you nothing to list an ad. It costs twenty percent of a fee if someone avails of your service, and you can start off by as little as ten dollars or twenty dollars or thirty dollars to provide these services for someone else. This can build, you build up a rating base, kind of what I mentioned with eBay, and with this rating then you can improve if you want to go down the route of offering it to just kind of random people. But I think a good idea is to reach out to people one-on-one. Again, open mind, just say what you're looking for, just say how you can help. People always want to know what value you can provide for them. If it's a good opportunity for you, it has to be a good opportunity for them as well, you know, so if you can alleviate that errors, that's a huge advantage for people. Moving into the skilled section. I'm going to start off with point number four. This is something that you may not have heard of before, but it's an opportunity that I've really spotted. And I thought that this is like really, really big in 2021 is helping authors build online courses. Now, traditionally, you would see authors who have books written and they're good books and they try to build a community around a book. Okay, but books, authors, podcasts, YouTubers, they try to build a community. Why YouTube comments work so much is because it has that engagement. It has people part of like a movement. If you look at like fitness YouTubers, those guys that are in the comment section, they like all believe in that guy and they believe in the whole kind of product as a whole. Bear in mind that guy's only like a fitness influencer. When it comes to books, it's the exact same approach, okay? But the thing with this is that books live and die with the pages that are created. A lot of the time, they could be taken forward and the people that are in the community of that would want to see other services offered by that author. That author is, he's a book writer, he may not have the technical ability, idea or thought to start an online course. What I would recommend is for you to reach out to these authors and recommend to them that you would create an online course for them around their book. You reach out to them and say, hey, you know, I think this is a good idea. We could set up an arrangement where I would create the online course for you online. And then you could offer the same services within that book on that online course. The best approach is to go onto Amazon, look at some of the best sellers that are coming in the road or something that's kind of hit off, reach out to these guys on their own, or just people that are like UK based or Irish based that have a following. And then you can use different tools online which can create these courses. The best thing about this is I would almost encourage you to use a revenue split share if you are going into one of these agreements with an author such that if someone buys the course, you get a percentage of that revenue. If it's a smaller author and you don't think it's going to be really successful, maybe just getting an upfront cost of like, you know, upfront value of a couple of hundred euro is more profitable. But again, I often prefer to be in the game than out of the game. So having a 10% stake in the revenue share is actually going to be better for you in the long run. And that's where a lot of opportunities have come with people online, if it's affiliate marketing or whatever. Point number five is graphic design and video editing clips this is kind of built around podcasting as well because you know if you look at my podcast i have a graphic designer who is based in asia i have a video editor who's also based in asia but this is quite low cost for me the service that they provide is very very low cost you know if you look at my graphics they're not exactly fucking great they're not like fantastic but they're pretty much fine for podcasting which is audio based same my video editing i use it really because they take care of a lot of the short clips, which are pretty straightforward. They're not really that difficult to make. And I could 100% do this myself. There's no there's, there's no doubts about that. Definitely do it. It's not that difficult. But my time is more valuable because I'm putting it into my work, which is my day job, or actually on the podcast itself. This is very common as well for other podcasters. And what I would recommend here is looking at those short clips. 
if you see someone who has a podcast online or if you see someone who has a YouTube account or let's say just any sort of kind of content creation, reach out to them and say, hey, what I, you know, what I would do here is just create a couple of clips for you or improve your graphic design, give them an example, give them like a free example and it's pretty, pretty straightforward. You may not even have to do the heavy lifting because the clips are already created, the, the video or the audio is already there. All you would need to do is essentially just like add the text if, there's, if they want text for a lot of their speech pretty much the basic kind of versions of it. You can also offer your service on Fiverr, you know, listing your service on Fiverr and then having this as, a, as a ancillary is also a very good approach. And I think that this is something that could build up to 100, 200 quid a month just based on basic graphic design. That's not even that complicated. And my go-to software for this is Adobe Photoshop, obviously, or Canva. I actually forgot to touch on the building the course point. So for building a course, what I would use is Teachable. Teachable is this online tool which allows you to create courses. Pretty straightforward, pretty simple. So they're the tools I would use for those last two points. Business idea number six is social media marketing slash manager. What I mean by this is people that produce a product, people that are trying to build a brand or even an influencer, they actually have a lot of shit to do, you know. Say say it's a, if it's an influencer, for example, people may think they actually do fuck all, but they actually do upload a lot of content. They have to plan that content and they have to push it to different means, okay? Whether it's Twitter, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Instagram, they actually have stuff that they need to get done and they need to hold all of that together. If you can offer some sort of marketing and you have that actually expertise, that's even better. That's why this is one of the, the skilled kind of jobs. And what I would recommend here is, again, looking at small companies who are trying to promote their brand, like, you know, small tech startups who want more engagement on Instagram. Then what you can use is just essentially different approaches towards building up their marketing, whether it's just including more Instagram stories, including more posts, making it more interactive. And that's a very, very good kind of platform to build off. And even like myself, I fall down a lot in my marketing. I don't necessarily know the kind of the real kind of like ins and outs of like successful marketing compared to, I don't know, people that do. I don't even know who the comparison be. So that opportunity does lie there for people that create content online because you got to think of it like, you know, a skill. People are good at some things. You know, I have the ability to speak a load of shit all the time but I actually don't really know that much about anything else I don't write that well therefore if someone was to come and do a lot of my descriptions a lot of my uploads that would also be quite helpful so that marketing process is very valuable to people where I think you should step in there I also have another point on that as well which is quite interesting you don't even need to be that good at marketing to be someone's social media marketer if someone gave you their their approach and they were going to pay you 200 quid a month or even 100 quid a month you could technically go to Fiverr and get them to do the marketing for you for 30 to 50 euro. Bear in mind, you don't even do anything. You're you're the social media manager for someone else. You're taking in all their content. You're passing that off to some offshore resource that's based in Asia. And now you're making the spread of like 50 to 100 euro. What is wrong with that? You may just need to show a, you know, a past history of you marketing or whatever. So getting up off the ground is the kind of challenge here. But that's an approach and leveraging other people's information or leveraging the open source information, not other people's information, that's illegal or maybe could be, I don't know. But basically, you know what I'm trying to say is leverage information that's publicly available online or other sources as long as there's no non-disclosure agreement or anything like that and you should be good to go. Point number seven, business idea number seven is CV writing. This is an absolute fucking goldmine coming down the road. I think this is a huge opportunity. If I was to look at any idea, I think this would be one that I would do if I had more time. I don't actually literally have the capacity at the moment um, 
if I brought on something else, I feel like I'd have like a fucking breakdown or something. But <laughs> but CV writing is huge. It's kind of always been huge, but it was always kind of bullshit, okay? But I'm not trying to say that you have to go out and like create someone's approach, right? Let's say you've worked in financial services. Let's say you've got an internship in a, in a big bank, for example. If you know people that are in there that are successful, reach out to them and try to get access to their CV. As of, you know, on the permission that can you just look at it and re- review it and see what it is. Find out what the top people's CVs are, whether whatever field it in, whether it's in tech, whether it's in consulting, whether it's in financial services. Get their CVs, get access to it and look at the structure, look at the flow and look at how they're put together. With this then, I would literally create online sources, whether it's Fiverr, about you being able to offer these services. So writing a consulting CV, writing a fintech CV, writing a financial services CV and offering these services to younger people, right? The difference between when I left college and when people are leaving college right now is that the jobs are not there, the demand isn't there anymore and people want that demand. If you can offer that service and you can work on that and you can do it at a, at a good cost, well then you're doing a good deed because you're actually gonna provide them with a good, well-formulated CV because you've got it from someone who's also been successful and you're gonna make money off the back of it, okay? My CV is super robust. I put a lot of time into it over the last couple of years but it actually kicked off from a guy who was working in an investment bank. He actually gave me his CV. He was in a crazy, really high esteem investment bank. I saw the structure, I saw how it worked. I improved on it year on year. He gave me the principles, I worked on it, and it's been very successful for me. And if you can share that knowledge with someone else, that's gonna be hugely, hugely valuable to you, financially and personally. And again, start with something small. You know, If you know that you can offer this service to your friends or something like that, you can do that, or else start putting out ads for it. Point number eight is about language and translation. Teaching English, translating videos, translating transcripts is fucking huge. It's massive. Online education is really needed right now. It's needed now more than anything else. There's teaching English websites online where you can earn up to 15 to $20 an hour by teaching English. It's elementary school English or else it's up to a higher level of education to adults. You may need a little bit more experience or, or you need to be able to actually work with people. That's why I put this as a skilled idea because we all know we can speak English but you may be shit at explaining something to someone and therefore you may not be good at this. So from a teaching perspective there's sources online you can offer this. A lot of teaching facilities are going to be for companies in or for children or adults in Asia or somewhere in like Central America so there is that offer there. As well as translating videos, if you look at Fiverr, people are always looking for people to translate their videos. So if you have another language, if you speak Spanish, French, German, you can offer the service. Just do some basic translation and it can be hugely valuable. Last part here is transcript. There's actually more money in transcripts because they're longer. So someone might be able to hand you a document. I don't know what it is. It could be fucking anything, but it could be in German. And if you could bring that to English, that's going to be really valuable to people or the reverse. So languages, really big area. Education online with different languages, really big area for 2021 and I think you should definitely check it out if you're literally doing fuck all. On the education front, there's a website called Cambly, which is, again, it's an English teaching one. It looks like the best, it's the highest commission there and offering that education of English to people that need it. Okay, now moving into the specialised area, we're on point number nine. The point of this is you would need to be a little bit further on in your career or having a good understanding of what you're going to do before you do something like this. Again, this is the highest reward, I think, in terms of actually monetary uh, return on investment. So that's why I've put this um, last. This is a point that I, you know, I hope you may not have never heard before. It's about monetizing a newsletter. This has really kicked off over the last year, especially because of COVID. 
because it's pretty much like a basic or more basic version of having a course or having like a subscription wall that's less kind of schemey. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of easier. Okay, let me explain. So basically, monetizing a newsletter works really well if you're offering, let's say, for example, investment advice. Now you got to be careful because you have to be eligible to offer investment advice before you do that. But if you offer a paywall to someone of five dollars to subscribe to your newsletter. They are looking for a return on investment. The higher return on investment on your information in this newsletter, the likelier chance that this newsletter is going to be successful. So if you take investing, for example, if you're offering market insights, if you're offering any sort of deep analysis, it could be top-down analysis, it could be technical analysis, and if you offer this to a group of subscribers for $5 um, a month, this will actually be pretty profitable for you because they're looking to get actual value. Now, if you're not in investments, for example, it has to be something else which is pretty valuable. Let's say e-commerce, you have built an e-commerce store. Let's say it's, I don't know, fucking flipping products, whatever, okay? But there has to be a return on the other end. You can't be just talking about like tech news because unless you're gonna fucking do something with it, people aren't gonna pay for that. That's why this is in a specialized area. There's a tool for this called ConvertKit. ConvertKit sets all this up for free for you initially and people can subscribe to your newsletter and you can offer information, you can send in a weekly newsletter and they can subscribe to you on this. So let's just take the example of $5 a month. All you need is 20 people to make $100 a month, which is pretty, pretty chill, okay? Maybe you do need a bit of a, an audience and community built up, but if you have your information available online or if you're looking to kickstart it, or you know, even you could do a me on it, like as in, I put a lot of content out through LinkedIn and I've built up a following of, I've increased our following LinkedIn by about 30% in two months, which is huge. Like that's actually huge if you think about it. So that ability to grow is pretty substantial. So if you're offering professional advice or specialized advice or something like that, using those platforms will make a build pretty naturally. Okay, point number 10, the final business idea is around programming, coding, all that kind of good stuff. Okay, I want to look at it from two angles. The first one is around building and optimizing Shopify platforms. You may have to have a good understanding how Shopify works to begin with. You don't even need to have a programming background for this point, to be perfectly honest. But if there's small businesses that you want to you want to reach out to that you know that need this product, you can build these platforms on Shopify for them really low cost for you, but you can be able to have this ongoing relationship with a company, a tiny company, or it could be a brick and mortar mom and pop shop, and then you want to provide the service of pushing people onto your Shopify platform. You can also use Fiverr to put up these ads. They range from anywhere from like $100, like $200 or $300 to optimize a Shopify platform. One caveat to this is you gotta make sure you know what you're doing in terms of design, UX, you wanna get that right because you don't want to take on someone and then ultimately like fuck them up and then like literally, you know, lose money, lose time and ultimately like it doesn't help anyone. You need to have that understanding first, but I would recommend reaching out to small shops, small people, saying that you want to put this inventory list on their Shopify website and you'll build and manage the whole thing. The second area here is around bug fixing, actually developing platforms and pretty much anything to do with programming itself. Now again, a lot of people are looking for these services, especially around the kind of bug fixing, just kind of like basic kind of HTML, like CSS shit that's like not that complicated. Offering your service on Fiverr is really, really beneficial. I know so many people, man, that use this service on an ongoing basis that it's a huge market. If you're looking to build actual applications for people, I would recommend Upwork. Upwork is a bit more um, 
sorry you make way more money on upwork but you need to have a bit more experience and you need to you're getting into an actual project so you're working on someone's project so if you do have that skill and you want to make you can make a good bit of cash from doing these side projects with as a software developer i think you could get up to some basic level on fiverr pretty easy but with upwork you do need to know what you're getting yourself into so again don't commit yourself to anything that you don't feel comfortable with so there we have it there is my 10 business ideas that you can start right now to generate an income which are pretty frictionless don't require a lot of upfront cost and i think are pretty reasonable as a whole i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope you enjoyed the last episode i put a lot of effort into putting in like actual substantial things that can actually help people and will actually generate some sort of income again with everything it doesn't really come that easy you gotta have to put in some bit of work you gotta reach out to people and you gotta know what you're getting stuff into if you're sitting in the middle of covid just looking at fucking instagram and literally losing your mind and it's not good for your mental health it's not good for anything then applying your mind applying your physical energy and your mental energy is always much more beneficial and that's what i always just try to do so i really hope you enjoyed this episode if you do I'd really appreciate it if you shared the episode on Instagram, LinkedIn, I don't know, whatever. And that would be great. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. See you in the next one.